one of my biggest fears was heights, right? So right. even when I said yes to bungee jumping, which I said I would absolutely never do, <laughs> um, you know, I walked away from it being like, I can do anything. Yes. And every time I said yes, I knew that on the other side of that fear, there was that, uh, you know, that feeling of empowerment. And I think you have to like really train your body to move forward, even though you're hesitating. And there's so many times in life, um, it doesn't need to be on the extent of bungee jumping. It could be really <laughs> anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, cause there's all sorts of fears. And I think it's only when you actually like, you know, really push yourself to think about what scares you, that there's that, that space for growth. Cause a lot of us don't even dabble into a lot of our fears. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. Really excited to be bringing you uh, an amazing leader, Victoria Launderville. Uh, Victoria worked for five years, a number of years as an operator, a number of years as a uh, business coach in our program. Just amazing energy, positive, just so great to work with. Really, really, really high integrity. And we just had a fantastic discussion. I know, you know, we have you know, massively successful leaders who have done our program come on and, and speak from a decades later and, and you know, uh, you know, historical view of, of the success and stages they, they took. So, so it's really awesome having someone, you know, in the midst of developing and creating a, a fantastic career, which I know will be a fantastic career. Um, Victoria's come in and, and I just really, really cool. She, she, you know, traveled for a year, overcome, overcome some real changes. She challenges. She decided to become a, a YouTube, um, uh, and put, develop a commit to a year of doing YouTube, um, and, uh, overcome her 52 fears, um, and, uh, put out a YouTube video every week and develop that as a business. And then she came back and is working with alumni and has grown, their 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 business from seven thousand uh, per month to now approaching forty thousand dollars per month. So uh, in the spa industry, so so just you know an amazing amazing leader. I know you're going to love the conversation. We dug into a lot of things, and we're really approaching the end of our recruiting season for 2021. So if you know of anybody, we've got limited spots left. Uh, please. Send me, send me an email, send them to studentworks.com, share this, this podcast. And uh, thanks so much for tuning in, leaders. And uh, let's uh, just keep, uh, keep becoming the best part of you because that's what we need in this world. We need more leaders. Okay. We've got big problems to solve and we need amazing people to do so. Have an unbelievable day. Thanks so much. Victoria, welcome to the show. So happy to have you here. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here too, Chris. <laughs> no, it's really awesome. I know, I know, uh, just to tell the backstory for our leaders, uh, there was a wonderful wedding 
Uh, Andrew Solomon and Audrey Cheney, two of our former business coaches, uh, got married just a couple weekends ago. And it was, I think it was the last time we saw each other in quite a while, although I still felt connected, et cetera. And, but, but it was the last time and there were about, I know, 25 or 30 of us at the, at the, at the wedding. So it was awesome. Yeah, that was so, that was so nice. Yeah. I think it had been what, five years, maybe four or five years for me. And yeah, it was so nice seeing you. It was so nice seeing yeah. everyone. It's just amazing how, even though there's been all that much time and we haven't seen each other, I mean, we've only really kept up through Instagram, Yeah, but uh, it felt like we'd seen each other, you know, last week, we all caught up <laughs> like as if we were at the same spot, you know? So, well, I think really one of the special. things, yeah, one of the things I've discovered over the years is, you know, again, decades will go by, you know, you know, and again, life's busy and people move all over the place. And, and so it's really difficult to, again, have those relationships that you have in university. Uh, my best friends are nearby, you know, that changes, especially, I think even the more successful you are, the more people are different spots. Okay. And, you know, I do find that, you know, those relationships, again, shared values, shared interest, et cetera. And it was really awesome to see how well people were doing and again, catching up and hearing, you know, life changes, et cetera. And obviously uh, super excited to see, you know, Audrey and Andrew get, get started. And, and, and I know one of the things that I've seen in pictures over the years and in comments was, so regularly, people from StudentWorks management program, their their best friends end up being, you know, former operators, and that was ba- ba- the same for Audrey and uh, and uh, you know Andrew and uh, and uh, all on their 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 maid of honor, their best man, and then the MC were all operators. So uh, so know. just off awesome. So I yeah. Know. Yeah. And the same thing for me. I mean, like even today, like some of my best friends are like my old operators from, oh my gosh, eight years ago, nine years ago, even so. Yeah. It's amazing how we all stay in touch. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, so let's jump from before you joined the student works management program, you know, who is Victoria? Tell me, tell me more about yourself. Uh, wow. That was a bit ago. So about 10 years ago, I'd say, I mean, really when I think of that time, I think of myself as a total eager beaver, (laughs) um, super ambitious, but you know what? I don't think I even knew it at the time. I didn't really know. I didn't have any structure to really understand that or see that. Yeah. I mean, I was participating in the high school drama. I was on sports teams at the school. I was on private sports teams at night. Um, Mm -hmm. I was doing all sorts of things. I had that part-time job. And I think at the time I I started to notice that I was doing well and doing okay when I got like a promotion to be a supervisor at 16 at my first job within the first three months of like working there. And, and so, yeah, I was just a very busy, you know, high school student at the time. (laughs) Right. And, And so to any, any frustrations that, that you can think of, or that you were, you know, reflecting back on. You know what, actually, I think by the time I got the second job, uh, second part-time job, you know, still while in high school. And uh, again, once again, I I like, I got the job, got a promotion, got another promotion. And I think for me, I started to realize like I was lacking a bit of challenge. Like I seemed to be like going through 
uh, the ropes. It was easy. I was succeeding very quickly and I was lacking some sort of, yeah, challenge for myself, um, yeah. which is, you know, really about the time that you guys stepped into my life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's why it was an easy decision when um, I did that yeah. first meeting and got hooked. So yeah, no, and it's a common, it's a common thing for the uncommon people who do our program is, is that, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm overperforming what other people do. I'm finding this pretty dull. I can totally do this, you know, and, and, and what's next. I I, I'm on a faster track. I want to, I want to accomplish more. So, so why don't you tell me about, you know, your experiences as, as, as an operator, we'll break it down. You know, how did you find your first couple of seasons operating? Well, it was very fast paced, very challenging. It was honestly like, it was tough, but it was like, it was such a good fit for me um, because I was truly like immersed in the program and like I had never had such a, like, I don't want to use the word difficult, but you know, just being placed in a, in a fully immersive program where everything you're learning is extremely practical and you have to like be a leader on your feet without any like school training, you know, you're just kind of thrown into it to figure it out. I think I like, I'm very proud of like my first couple of years with student works. It was tough, but I felt like I learned more in the first year and two years that I'd ever, you know, learned in school. So yeah, yeah, no, it was good. It was like, I think I did 80 or 80, 90 K in my first year. So that was what, 10 years ago almost now. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it was, it was definitely tough, but I, uh, I came out strong and and I knew from the very beginning that I always wanted to like learn, improve, become a DM. Um, and that was really like a transformative moment when I knew I wanted to be in business because I didn't think I realized that when I first started. Yeah, no. And, and one of the things as well that I recall, um, you know, and obviously the, the, you know, our top performing targets have just kept going up and up and up as, as our business, uh, gets better and better, uh, and we're better and better. And so, uh, you know, the coaching's better and better. The systems are better and better. And frankly, as well, the, just, just the, um, the market becomes better and better. Like, I think it's, you know, it's an ongoing thing. If you look, if you look at the growth of this market, you know, home services market, it's just a booming market has been for a long time. I think it's going to continue to, because people, just don't want to do services around their home. So, so, you know, in terms of, you know, our, our leaders listening, it's the numbers have just gone up, but you know, Victoria was a top, top, top performing operator. The one distinction I always recall Victoria um, was how your first summer came and you managed to find a group of canvassers who really worked well for you. And then the second summer, all of a sudden you didn't get those. And it was like, <laughs> you know, sort of struggling with that or overcoming that. How did you see that? Maybe it's a long time ago, but I certainly it recall is a long conversations time ago, with but, you. Uh, hey, I mean, it was, uh, I knew that going in my second year was going to be prompted with different challenges and I wasn't <clears> able to probably have that foresight, you know, to know what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and canvassers, yeah, canvassers were tough, but you know what? Like I, I ultimately knew what the numbers were and just had to like, you know, step back and say, how can I still hit those numbers, even though I'm not getting, you know, those, those ads, you know, those responses, I should say to those ads or those proper candidates for those interviews yeah. in that role. So I don't know. I think I ended up just going out myself and knocking on the doors yeah. and, and, you know, 
making it fun and listening to some, you know, like something in the middle, making it yeah. like running from house to house. I remember like getting, I did not have time to work out. So it was like yeah. time, like I was getting that workout, you know, going from house to house and just like realizing for my first year that you have to have like the most positive attitude, you know, if you're going to hit your goals and make it happen, you have to like, you have to change your mindset. So for me, it was just like being like, okay, it's dark, it's cold. I'm going to go do this. And I know I'm going to get the, I'm going to get the results that I need. Like there was just not a question of not like succeeding. (laughs) So you do what you have to do. And, um, yeah, Yeah. it worked out all right for me. (laughs) Yeah. And, and one of the, one of the reasons why I want to bring that up is as, as leaders, you know, we don't always know, I think, I think the more, experience to get, the more times you've been through it, you go, okay, let's lock down all these potential risks. You know, understandably, first year, a lot of times people think they got it figured out. No, no, (laughs) you you just had a good first year. And then, okay, other risks come at me. And again, it's like, I love that, just that mindset, just that commitment to your goal. I'm a top performer. I'm going to do really well. Okay. That means doing things that maybe I didn't really plan on. And that's okay. Cause, cause, cause my goals are more important than, than what activities I choose to do or not, you know? So it's just like, yeah, and I'm going to make the best of it. Absolutely. It's interesting over the years, I've uh, become a huge fan of Marie Forleo. Um, not sure if you're familiar with her. She's got a podcast, all these things. She's a business guru too. Right. And uh, she always says she has this fun motto that is everything is figure outable. Yes. And it's just like care. Like I never knew that while I was at student works, but it definitely was my motto is like everything we can figure out everything. <laughs> yeah. So in that case as well. Right. It's so true. It's so true. You know, thousands and thousands of people have been down this road and we can guide you down, down the road. And then we've got these amazing DMS. Now we're calling them business coaches. Um, And, uh, and so I know you were three years as a, you know, uh, uh, a a really fantastic business coach. So talk about that experience and, and, and uh, what, what you got from it, why you wanted to do it, why you kept doing it, et cetera. Yeah, that's interesting. Like I remember on day one, um, and I'm not sure if you do this right now, but for sure you were qualifying us at like the first, um, you know, first conference and it said, are you interested in being an operator or, you know, for one year, two or three years or a DM? And it was like automatically a DM. Um, and I was thinking about that. Like, why did I, why was I so sure at the time that that was like what I wanted? And I'm not sure if I got, you know, if I, my thoughts exactly lined up with what ended up being, you know, as right. a DM. but, uh, for me, I'm a huge people person. I love, um, I love seeing people grow. I love myself growing and yeah. being part of that process was extremely rewarding. Um, and also difficult. And honestly, like, I think as a business leader today, I've realized like you're in, you're in the people industry, right. And being yes. able to manage people, help people grow, just relationships, right. Is everything. And I think for me as a DM, the thing I love the most was just like tailoring my management style to different people, understanding what motivates people, understanding people at their core, because right. it's so much more than just helping someone hit their goal, their, their finance goal or, or their profit goal or for that matter. Right. It's like, you're dealing with human here. Yes. Um, how can I really help this human on, on all fronts that they are, they're obviously looking for. 
so a big thing for me as a DM for sure was, it was, um, the people skills I took away, um, from managing and leading <laughs> them, um, on all. Yeah. And that's helped me in today's, in all the businesses that I've been a part of, you know, since leaving student works. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. And it will. And one of the things that, that we do now, uh, is, is I think we've, we've crafted a really great vision about, you know, uh, how, how our, our leaders can, can continue to grow and develop as leaders as a business coach or outside of his business coach. Like we have operators who are now running half million dollar businesses and, and, you know, multiple hundred thousand dollar businesses. And so, so they literally are running, you know, like a DM in the past and with similar thinking, with similar strategies, et cetera. So because we we are more limited in the number of spots that we have our our coaches are lasting longer and longer and staying longer and longer because of well the rewards they're getting and also the contributions they're making and they're going how can i go and find a better role than this and so <laughs> yeah. they're sta- they're staying they're staying longer which is wonderful because that's actually kind of a a virtuous loop uh, as a result of them staying longer, our averages going up. They're they're setting higher and higher standards and and uh, mentoring and modeling better and better. So so, but but one hundred percent, there's that development of 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 really seeing what business to me is like. This is a lot of things, but I think the one thing it it, it is is people. Right. Like if you talk to, you know, it's 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 people. It's how can we again enroll people in a fantastic opportunity with your business, with your community of customers, so that you can be really powerfully successful together. And of course, there's strategy and there's finance and there's legals and there's structures and there's competitive advantages and all those things that really matter, of course. And but if you have fantastic people who are really in, enrolled and engaged in and 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 liven up you know, you're going to win. Your business is going to win no matter what, you know, that's, that's, our, that's my take. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Um, and it's interesting seeing myself as a DM in my first year. Um, and that didn't quite hit me completely, you know, and I think that, that was a big thing that I learned from DMing in my first role was very, um, you know, it was very management. I was very like, let's get all these things done. And I wasn't dealing with people as best as I could have in my first year DMing. And that was a real, a real growth lesson for me, which is like, you know, we have to focus on the individual. It's not necessarily on the whole and getting all these tasks done. Like everyone isn't a robot. (laughs) We need to, you know, get to know each person. We need to really develop a relationship here, spend time with people. And, and it's interesting because now I manage a spa mm-hmm. and uh, we have a very small team. It's actually kind of reminds me of back in the day when I was managing my team of, you know, 15. And that's where I'm at right now at the spa. And it's um, in, in this enclosed small space, the importance of making sure everyone works together, knows what's going on, the communications there, the, you know, the human component is there. Yeah. And even though everyone's responsible for their own um, treatments, everyone yes. is together and on a team and needs that leadership every day. So, yeah, I think like, you know, from my experience with student works and just transforming as a DM, I really got to, um, to understand the importance of the human factor for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And just kind of um, the other thing as well is when someone's really enrolled and gets the big picture, all yeah. the tasks just happen because they see, oh, I need to get this done 
for my customer. I need to get this done because my business won't work as well if I don't get it done rather than again. And and again, I think early on in our career, like you said, we don't have the same vision of it. We don't have the same understanding of it. So we're not enrolling them in what needs to get done, why it needs to get done. And then they're like, oh, I so understand now. I so get it. You know, it's, it's one of those things for me. It's like, if someone keeps showing up late, right? And by the way, everyone, yes, Victoria was early for our meeting. Um, but if, if someone keeps showing up late in their lives, they just don't get the impact that showing up late will be in the, in your life, how, how that will just lead you to a not a successful life. If they, people don't get it, that, that I, if, when I do what I say, my life's going to be super powerful. So, and, and it's, and then you keep getting it at a higher and higher level as, as I think you go up and create more and more. So it's, it's, it's fascinating, just the, the ongoing learning that's available. Absolutely. So you had an amazing career with us and you decided to move on. So what was next for you? Well, at the time I, at the time I, I honestly like was inspired, um, I mean, I was, I was doing the business. I gave it my all for six years. I was in my bubble running this business, uh, learning all these professional development goals and hitting these goals, I should say. And I think one aspect of my life that I hadn't explored yet was, well, it was, it ended up in travel as a result, but I was interested in like looking inwards, um, Mm -hmm. for me as a, as a person and getting to know myself a little bit more. And so that ended up being, uh, looking like travel. I ended up going six months, um, abroad. So I went to Africa for four months, did some backpacking, took a group travel trip from Kenya, all the way down to South Africa over overlanding and camping every night on the way down. And then went over to Asia where I actually got my, uh, professional diving license. Uh, So that was really cool. Did some exploring, met a whole lot of people, just wanted to get out of my comfort zone. Really. It was Mm -hmm. something that I had never, you know, we say at student works, it's like work hard, play hard. And I think I'd worked very hard. And uh, although I I played hard, you know, at the Mexico trips, (laughs) Caribbean trips we did, um, never really took that time for myself to really slow down and look inwards. So for me, that was the, the journey that I was on afterwards. Awesome. Awesome. So, so, so you, you went away for six months and you were, you came back cause you got, you got sick. Is that right? Yeah. Well, you know what, Chris, it's actually interesting. I use the word sick, but when I really think about it, it was actually a burnout. I definitely okay. burned out. And I think I applied my work hard <laughs> mentality to, uh-huh. uh, to not, travel. yeah, to going hard travel, um, and not taking like you know, breaks actually, believe it or not, you can actually burn yourself out traveling for sure. And I think that's what in the long run actually is what happened to me, which is why I ended up having to come back and actually like be forced to, to relax and to chill and take time to do some self-care yeah, um, yeah. and relaxation for sure. Well, well, you know, um, you know, first of all, I know, I know we were, we, we, we were speaking about our experiences traveling. I did a two month trip, you know, just uh, just, I think just when I graduated and, um, it is, it's work, you know, yeah. travel is work. And, and one of the challenges that we have, uh, you know, we have this work hard, play hard, have fun motto and, and real value. And we, we live it. And one of the things that I, I tell new operators and, and I, and I wonder whether they believe it, but is, is that, you know, yes, we're going to check off that you're going to work hard. 
you know, because that's, you know, you're not going to win unless you're going to work hard. So yes, there's no question the business coaches are going to be coaching your DMs are going to be modeling that. And then as soon as we're seeing that, we're actually coaching you how to not work so hard, how to not burn yourself out. Because I think we all have that capacity of just overworking, you know, and, 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 you know, again, um, I really do believe that the most successful people in our society work extra hard and they they win from that and that there's a real value in that and that there's an edge to that, that again, we get sick, we get unhealthy, we get unhappy, our world falls apart. So it's like, we don't want to be out there and finding that for each other and self-care is so important. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's interesting because I feel like, you know, back at Studentworks, like we definitely like we we made that happen, like actually mm-hmm. working hard, play hard and have fun and relaxing and, and recharging yes. was part of the system. So I think that was done really well there. But I think out of that capacity, without that structure and almost that coach, you know, looking over your schedule, yeah. giving you that guidance, you were like, oh, yeah, you're right. That is a lot, you know, and then they would have your back. Um, yeah. but I think in the real world too, you, you, <laughs> especially the type of people that are attracted to this program, we go all out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so learning that outside of the model. Yeah. It was something I just had to learn, I guess, on my own. Well, and by the way, as well, it's also one of the things that when we think about our lives, thinking about structures that will support us. So what are we doing to set up structures to support, you know, my self-care? And so one of the things, and you'll regularly see this with our, with our operators and successful people, they'll join other mastermind groups. They'll be in regular monthly. I I have a, I I have all sorts of things, all of the above I have in my life, Uh, but, but, um, but it's, it's, it's checking in with people and they're checking in with you. How are we doing in these areas? And again, you're asking them to, again, hold you accountable. It really, again, uh, it's, you want to accomplish this in your life. They're supporting you in accomplishing this, you know, and, and just checking out just because again, it's so easy to lose track, right? Like we're like humans are great at lying to themselves. Mm -hmm. I am great at lying to myself. So it's like, how do I make sure I'm not lying to myself? How do I make sure that I'm not? And it's not, you know, again, the more conscious we are, we won't clearly lie to ourselves, but we'll obfuscate. We'll throw sand at, you know, we'll just kind of like, oh, I'm just not really seeing this clearly because it's hard to see ourselves. That's what coaches are there for. Yeah. You know, and I think that's one thing, um, you know, maybe that I could even take to, to right now in my life is like, you know, that mentor, that coach, almost looking over what you're doing and, and just seeing almost the bigger picture than your bigger picture, right. To just kind of interject and be like, Hey, this is what I'm noticing. And I think that was something I really valued in the program that I did hire a coach, you know, at one point, um, you know, during my, my YouTube phase and I, uh, I, you know, made huge differences for me. And I think that's actually, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because that is something that I'd like to implement in my life. And, and it, it, depending on your budget, you can do it. You can, you know, one of the great things about in this program, but you can find other coaches. I'll coach you, you coach me, you know, so it's, 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 it's contra it's, it's, it's free uh, because Mm -hmm. they're providing value. You're providing value, or there's just no question, especially if you're interested in being coached in one specific area, then absolutely a business coach can make a huge difference or tell me about your YouTube coach. (laughs) Yeah. Oh no, that was great. I like, you know, oh, these days, when you just sign up to one of those landing pages, you know, someone catches you, they'll give you a free PDF. 
um, there was this guru, um, this business guru that I followed. He he combined pa- his passion for travel with his uh, businesses, and I got totally on board. And of course, when the offer for coaching came out, it was a one-on-one coaching. I'm only going to coach one person this year. I I said I have to apply. I applied, right. and he did an interview with me, and ultimately gave me gave me the, the coaching gig, I guess, for the year. Um, so it was just me for the year. And he only took on the one individual, which I thought was really cool. And it was like, right. pay whatever you think, you know, you want, which was a really cool program. So. So yeah. tell me, tell me more. I, I know. So you, you completed your, your travel experiences, I guess, COVID eventually chased you back, but, or, so tell me about more about the thought about doing the YouTube and what was going on for you, et cetera. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, I came back, I got the burnout and then I got myself back on my feet. I ended up uh, becoming a, a business development manager for a local co-working space. So right. he had just opened this co-working space in my neighborhood, which was wild. I uh, went in, <laughs> I walked in, <laughs> interviewed on the yeah. spot because it was so close to my house and got the job and yeah, did the business development um, kind of work for the co-working space. Eventually we ended up building two co-working spaces. Okay. Um, We maxed out the first one. He decided to expand, but it was at that point where I started to realize that I maxed out my potential at this stage. And I was thinking, look, I could, you know, quit and get a new job or I can start my own thing. Um, And I'd always had this like, creative capacity that had never really been truly explored. Right. And I wanted a challenge. So, you know what I decided, um, I decided to get this business coach. I was putting it out there that I wanted to start something on the creative side mm-hmm. and, you know, YouTube came, YouTube came to mind and I'd always, you know, I'm an extrovert. I have a lot of energy. I, I want to showcase what I'm doing. I, I always love doing the social media thing. And so I ultimately decided to focus on YouTube. And it started off, believe it or not, as a business YouTube channel, which I decided way too much competition. Let's do something unique. Um, And this idea of exploring my fears came up. And so while I was at the other business, I decided to launch this side hustle doing this YouTube channel. And I ended up calling it a year of fear. Yeah. Um, So I decided to commit to a year of making a YouTube video every single week. So every week I would go out in public and do something that scared me Yeah. and I would record the whole thing. And at the end, I would share what I, uh, what I learned from, you know, going out and doing something that, that scared me. So it was just a real commitment, you know, from the, like the first video was quitting my job, (laughs) (laughs) you know? (laughs) So yeah, and I I did film that. So (laughs) check it out if you want. And uh, yeah, so it was just honestly getting out of my comfort zone on like a whole other level. Um, and the, the channel brought me to some crazy places, I will say. So, you know, first of all, obviously we are, you know, as uh, we're big believers in getting out of our comfort zone and really learning is on the edge of that comfort zone, you know, too far over, we get into burnout too far over. We don't know what to do. We're, we're, you know, we're just not, not at our best, you know, too far in and it's lazy. It's complacent. It's not, there's no zest in life. All of a sudden our relationships don't look as good. Right. So it's out there on the comfort zone. We're really where it is. So, so why don't you share, you know, some of, some of the best takeaways from your year of year of fear, you know, uh, you know, what, 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 what you, you know, what you walked away with. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, I made a video uh, at the end of the year saying like some oh, of the good. top five things that I made that that I took away from the year. I mean, honestly, like I think for me as an individual, like you know, it's even just saying yes to student works back in the day too. It was like these are saying yes was like it came with a whole bunch of fears, but really on the other side of fear is where I felt the most empowered, and where I grow, I grew the most. And so every time I said yes, like, even though there was so much hesitancy, especially like, you know, one of my biggest fears was heights. Right. So even when I said yes to bungee jumping, which I said I would absolutely never do, (laughs) um, you know, I walked away from it being like, I can do anything. Yes. And every time I said yes, I knew that on the other side of that fear, there was that, uh, you know, that feeling of empowerment. And I think you have to like really train your body to move forward, even though you're hesitating. And there's so many times in life, um, it doesn't need to be on the extent of bungee jumping. It could be really <laughs> anything. <laughs> yeah. um, Cause there's all sorts of fears. And I think it's only when you actually like, you know, really push yourself to think about what scares you that there's that, that space for growth. Cause a lot of us don't even dabble into a lot of our fears. Yes. Um, Right. So I think, you know, and especially when you have to think of 52 fears, yeah. <laughs> you know, because that's how many weeks there were in a year, I committed to a year. Right. So it was like, okay, what am I afraid of? What have I not explored yet? And so honestly, at the end of the day, it was really like looking inwards and really pushing myself to find out where am I hesitating? What's, what's an area that I have to improve on? Yeah. So it's just like, you know, really getting to know yourself on a whole other level. Um, and and just moving past that every time. And I think even today, like it's been what a year, it's been over a year and a half now since I've finished that challenge. And I do notice the fears <laughs> come up every once in a while. Sure. And I just, you know, I just go back to that year and just think I got to just go, even though I'm terrified that it's risky. You know, I said, I would never do this or, you know, people around me all think that this is a bad idea, you know, but if I feel it in my heart and I got to move forward, that's uh, where I'm going to grow. So I love it. Love it, Victoria. So a couple of things that jump up for me. One of the things is, is just, you know, people running marathons, doing Ironman, you know, like there is just something to doing something that's really overwhelmingly challenging physically. There's, you know, in these things, just, again, there's the fear, but then you walk away on the other end of it and go, look what I can accomplish. When I put my mind to it, this is what it is. And, and there's just so much power in your life when you have that. And that's one of the reasons why so many successful business people are former athletes because they're used to going and stretching their comfort zone. And then, okay, I have to wake up early to do a meeting. What? That's easy. I have to go to, I know you're going to a home show this weekend. That's easy. I got it. You know, 12 hour days plus setup, close down, whatever, you know, you've got it right. Where so many people would be whining and complaining, oh, this is hard work, you know, Uh, and not saying it's not hard work, but I think that's just so powerful. Um, you know, is just, is, 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 you know, in accomplishing those fears. Absolutely. And it's interesting. I, uh, I read a book recently well, Mark Manson's, um, the subtle art of not giving a, an S yes. Yes, uh, I've read that as well. Yeah. Great book. Funny. Um, but he did say something in there about like, life is about solving problems and about progress. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, the higher you set the bar, it's like, that's when you like raise the bar for your, the, the problems that you're solving. And and we love these difficult problems. We love that challenge and overcoming these feats. So 
you know, <laughs> maybe I'll, I won't do an Ironman, but <laughs> you know, we <laughs> oh, all no, have all our own problems put it in her ear. Oh, choosing, no. so <laughs> yeah, she's but- the, yeah. yeah. And one, w- one of the things is as well is, is that, is that I think, you know, for me, it's like, oh, I know I could do that. Like, you know, uh, you know, meaning just based on the previous things I've accomplished, I know I could now do I want to, you know, so, exactly. so, so that's like, so it's, you don't need to do everything, you know, just, just, but, but there is something to go. No, I am capable. I am, you know, and, and just having that confidence and then it, then it, empowering your life every day. And one of the other things I want to acknowledge you for is, is, and I want everyone, you know, listening, all our leaders going, Victoria made a commitment, 52 weeks of a YouTube video. Like that is a huge commitment. And then it's, 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 of course, it's an enormous thing to actually complete it. Right. Like it really, it really is. So many people would have gone, ah, 38 done. Check out this. Like, Oh God, you know? And, and, and I know, um, it's just, it's just really amazing that you just, you know, stuck through it, made it, et cetera. And then, then you walk away on the other side of it's complete. I did exactly what I was going to say, got all the value out of it. Now what's next? Exactly. Exactly. And so many people did say to me, you know, you should stay with it, but you know what? It wasn't about like becoming a YouTuber for me. It was right. about setting an intention to do a year to get empowered, to see if I could do it, to really push myself. And that's what I did. And I was very, mm-hmm. felt very accomplished in that. But one thing I did want to share, cause uh, I just think it's hilarious. And I know we were chatting about this not too long ago, which is, um, you know, at the very beginning, and I think this is a great lesson for, for the leaders and, and just the commitment <laughs> we were just talking about, yeah. which is uh, at one point in my, my early on in the channel, I started to notice not a lot of people were watching. Right. So I was yeah. like, okay, if I'm doing this, I want people to watch. I want to be proactive and I want to be active about getting people to subscribe and to check out my channel. Yeah. And well, first and foremost, I actually decided that I was going to get my first hundred subscribers. And I actually called I think like 40 to 50 people that I knew from my network, including a ton of student orgs people. So they were like the first people to sign up. And then I wanted to hit a thousand subscribers because I I knew with the algorithm, you know, once you hit a thousand, that's when you can monetize, but also that's when people are going to like the algorithm will start. They're going to show more views. Yes. Thousand people are watching. Other people want to watch this too. Yeah. Yeah. So I said to my coach at the time, I said, I want to hit a thousand subscribers. And he goes, okay, it's, it's not enough to just want it. What are you going to do to make it happen, to make it a necessity, make it have to happen. Right. And I was like, Oh, (laughs) you know, like, wow, I never really thought of that. And so he's like, I think you should come up with something that like, not a punishment per se, but you know, something that's really going to push you. And so I did, I brainstormed and I said, how am I going to make this happen? If I had to make this happen, like you were going to die, you know, in two yeah. months, if this didn't happen, which I thought was a very unique coaching strategy. So funny enough, I ended up thinking of a fear of something that I really did not want to have happen to me. Yeah. And I decided that if I didn't hit a thousand subscribers by the end of the summer, which I think was about two months away yeah. at the time, I would shave all my hair off my head. (laughs) I remember it. it. (laughs) (laughs) So I ended up setting that challenge and I made it completely public. Like I told everyone I, yeah, uh, yeah, like I sent it around 
And so now I have to face this, uh, face this challenge. Right. And so it was crazy how raising that necessity, like just made me work 10 times harder to make sure it happened. Yeah. Um, and over the next two months I spent like two hours a day going downtown to like very public places before COVID obviously and talking to people and asking them to subscribe. And I gave them like a barcode that they could instantly subscribe. So I did that for two hours, pretty much every day leading up until I hit a thousand subscribers. And I even wore a shirt that was telling people (laughs) so that they would subscribe to it. It was just nuts. Um, So awesome. It really, yeah, it's, it's literally putting you at risk, right? And that's what successful people do is put themselves at risk, you know, and then overcome the risk, you know, just, just, Hey, I'm just committed. I'm just focused. You know, I just, I just love that. And, 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 oh yeah. The, the, one of the things um, about life, it's really hard to figure out exactly, you know, what's Victoria's life going to be about right? Like what's the thing, you know, eventually there may be lots of things. Okay. And one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on when we were speaking at the wedding is I just love you're attacking things. You're going after things. And, and so you might've become a YouTuber who the heck knows? Like that, that was a, that was a possibility you were going for it. And so, so Victoria went and said, I'm going to commit a year. I'm going to get a coach. I'm going to go for it. And then after a year, okay, I'm going to look at something else. And so we'll talk about that next. But I think that's the success strategy is make a commitment, go hard at it, and then look at the lessons that we have from doing it. You know, we went hard at a career at Student Works and then chose to leave. And then, okay, you know, looked at discovering myself, okay, and, and traveling and having that experience. And then, great you know, going in this next path. And, and I think that's, what's, that's, what's great. It's like, you know, Victoria is not floating around, like looking at things, no committing and focused and going hard. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's uh, a, yeah. Yeah. Making commitments and putting those blinders on and like, you know, and I think too, like when, you know, at student works, I think that was something that I realized very early on too, was like, wow, this system is there. I just need to execute. And I realized that's a strength of mine is like, is executing. Um, and so, yeah, now it's funny you say that because I actually am, you know, making that next commitment and I have to build that system, build that strategy. Um, and that's tougher. That is much tougher (laughs) Um, tougher to figure (laughs) everything out about a business. So tell us, tell us about the business you're working with now and how it happened, et cetera. Oh, that's a, that's a cool story. Well, I mean, obviously COVID hit, I was on the road again. I was traveling for, uh, you know, I had committed to another six months. I wanted to do a year of travel. Um, right. so when I got burnt out, I had only done six. So in the back of my mind, I was like, I got to finish what I started. Right. Uh, so did the six months COVID hit at the end of that six months, which was kind of good timing. So I ended up coming back home. I made that tough call to not <laughs> do my uh, quarantines in Nicaragua. Right. <laughs> So came back home and, um, you know, I put it out there. I was like, I I want a job. You know, I want to, I got to get back on my feet, get started, make some money. Mm -hmm. And uh, lo and behold, an SWP alumni gave me a ring and said, you're back in Ottawa. I know you need a job. I have the perfect gig for you. Um, And so to this day, I still work with the alumni and uh, I manage a spa. Right. So it's a Medi spa. And, you know, over the COVID, it was really tough because obviously with the lockdowns, we couldn't run 
a whole side of our business, which was the beauty side. And that really was a good challenge for me to pivot the spa and focus on essential workers, which we could operate at the time. So, so yeah, so to, to this day, obviously there's no more lockdowns and things are going really well. I brought the business from, I think it was about seven, eight K to, you know, doing, doing, uh, you know, almost 40 K, right. <laughs> you know, in uh, less than a per year. Month. So yes, per month, <laughs> yeah. which, uh, which is really big. So for, for, you know, a small only being open for, for a year. So fantastic. So, so, so yeah. taking it, taking advantage of the alumni network, uh, and then, and then yeah. learning to systemize and build the business, uh, you know, learning to build a culture, not learning, going and building a culture again and seeing all those things activate. And then, uh, by the way, at the Ottawa home show, uh, Victoria's business, um, uh, it will, or that she's leading is the only spa at the home <laughs> show, <laughs> which, which again, we chatted about, um, I'm excited to see. And, and again, it's like those customers who are going there are people who would be spa users. So it's, I think it's an awesome opportunity and you never know if something's going to work unless, unless you go do it. So, uh, so try it. And it's so funny because my team of, uh, you know, estheticians and massage therapists and and nurse practitioners, they'll go, wait, why are we in the Ottawa home show? (laughs) (laughs) You know, our booth is next to a window company, a roofing company, you know, uh, internet company. And I'm like, guys, (laughs) think about this. (laughs) Our prime customers are homeowners (laughs) and we're the only cool spa here. So (laughs) I think it's going to be a hit and uh, train the team to be on it. So I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a success as long as people show up. Well, fantastic. So, so, um, as you went from being a university student to a full-time value creator in the full-time world, what did you need to change about yourself, Victoria? Well, I probably have to say, I want to say, yeah, I want to say focus, to be honest. Okay. Um, I mean, I was focused as a, actually, you know, doing full-time student works as a university student. I mean, you are in project management mode. You are in, you are balancing a whole bunch of things at once. Right. Um, And whereas like as the creator, it was like, okay, hone in. What do I need to say no to? I mean, I guess you're doing that as a university student as well. But this, I think, was on a whole other level to like get to one goal and to do that one goal really, really well. You have to to really stay focused. So I'd say that was a big component of it to change about myself. Hmm. I'm curious what other people say on this one. (laughs) Well, we'll jump to the next question. So don't worry. Okay. So, So. If someone wanted to do, you know, what you do, what key habits would they have to steal from you? What's the secret to your success? I would, I mean, I think my, my MVP is my energy um, and my attitude. Um, right. Something that I've heard time and time again is that I have an extreme amount of energy. Um, mm. And I think that really is, uh, you know, a strength of mine is just being able to be absolutely optimistic, positive, and just bring energy to every conversation, to every task I take on. Uh, Certainly the energy is not limitless. Like, I mean, it does deplete at some point, but bringing that energy every day uh, has really helped, uh, you know, transform relationships and businesses. So I think for me, it's just like, if I would say to anyone who, you know, what, what they could take away from me is definitely like bringing that attitude towards everything because things are tough. Things are, there's many obstacles in the way. There's a lot of negative people out there. There's a lot of scary things, you know, but really you have to look past that because that's, 
you know, that's what high performers do. You have to do that. And, and that's where the success is. And that's where like happiness and joy is, is being able to get past those things. Fantastic. So, and so when you, the final question, when you think of a leader of tomorrow, Victoria, what comes to mind? I think of someone who is, you know, a brave, uh, bold soul that's working on themselves today, working with others today and, and just constantly learning. Um, because I do think that is a forever thing at the end of the day. And the leadership yeah. is just the, the result. And, and that's always being built one day at a time is really, yeah, it's really what I see when I think of a leader of tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, it's that ongoing practice, you know, learning contribution, you know, discovering what's next for you, you know, and, and I know Victoria, uh, I'm super excited. I know we'll always be connected, but I'm super excited about, about, you know, just, Hey, where's Victoria going to end up? What's, what's, what's next. And I really appreciate you sort of checking in early in your career with us at the leaders of tomorrow podcast. We'll be around for, for a long time here too. And, um, you know, as, as the, the different chapters in full of, of, of what, what are you discovering? What are you working on? What are you building? And, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fantastic as we go through this life to figure out what's next. Absolutely. And I, yeah, it would be interesting to check in, you know, if you guys are still doing this in 10 years from now to see what the difference is. Cause I feel, yeah. I feel like I'm moving on to my next chapter, you know? So I think there's uh, more big things to come. Oh, I, I know there, I know there are. And, and, uh, and just cause that's how you're, that's how you're playing the game, Victoria. So, so, so thanks so much for tuning in and, and waking up early before the the big home <laughs> show, uh, to sort of, to sort of have the podcast and, and, uh, you have a awesome, uh, awesome, awesome day. Awesome weekend. Thank you so much, Chris. Great to be hey, here. You're welcome. Cheers. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey leaders. I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.